0: Hello, and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for June 3rd, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Well, I was going to do this yesterday, but uh, one of the videos I I was uh, looking to get up, uh, wasn't able to get it up until this morning. Talk about that in a minute. So there I have four, count them, four New videos up on the blog. Uh, Two of them are from uh, Saturday's UFC show. Uh, One is, of course, from the WWE Takeover show on Saturday. And I have a bonus video up from yesterday's Ryzen show. So we're going to talk about all four of those matches. Okay, so the first match is from uh, Saturday's uh, UFC show in Stockholm, Sweden. It is Lena Landsberg versus Tanya Evinger. Okay, so this is at uh, uh, Bantamweight. Now, Lena is from Malmo, Sweden. She trains with ex-UFC fighter Akira Korasani. She's a kickboxer, and she really isn't very good at MMA, from what I've been able to tell. And, uh, you know, she's been in the uh, UFC for a couple of years. Now, Tanya has been around for years. She has a lot of mileage on her. Now, she had knee surgery last year, and I think that has really slowed her down. Now, normally, I would favor Tanya, but she ain't who she used to be, okay? So round one is mostly in the clinch, so it's fairly even. So Lena's elbow cuts Tanya over the eye. Now, she was bleeding a lot, but it wasn't all that bad. I mean, they weren't going to stop the fight for this, okay? Towards the end of the round, Lena ends up on top and pounds Tanya enough to win the round 10-9. Now, though it wasn't enough though it wasn't enough for the ref to stop the fight, I think the pounding took enough out of Tanya that she really had nothing left in her gas tank. So uh, th- this continued in round 2 and, and uh, you know, uh, it wasn't enough for the ref to stop the fight. I scored the round 10-9 for Lena. A couple of the judges scored a 10-8. I just didn't think it was quite a 10-8. It's close, but no cigar. So now Tanya needs a finish, but round three was more of the same. So Lena wins by unanimous decision. So I scored round three 10-9 for Lena. So I scored the fight 30-27. Two of the judges scored at 30-26, and the third scored at 30-27. Now, this is likely Tanya's final UFC fight. I mean, she's 0-3. But I don't expect her to retire. She said during the week that she will keep fighting until no one will pay her. And I expect Invicta to pay her. Now, this win probably delayed Lena's release, but it didn't make me think that she could beat anyone good. Okay? So the other fight on this show was... Bia Malecki versus Duda Santana. And this was also a bantamweight. I thought it was a um, um, featherweight initially because like Bia was in um, Tough 28 for featherweight. So she's from Stockholm, Sweden. And uh, she trained, she's training now with uh, Saif Saud at Fortis MMA in Houston. And that means her teammate is Macy Chason. Now, John Gooden said on the broadcast that Bia has been sleeping on Macy's couch. So uh, keep your eye on uh, Mr. Saud at Fortis MMA because he's starting to become a force in women's MMA, uh, especially with, uh, with Macy. Now, uh, Bia lost in the first round of Tough 28. So this is her UFC debut. It is also Duda's UFC debut. She uh, was supposed to be on the Brazilian Dana White Contender Series, but she couldn't get a visa. So she's only 22 years of old. Years old. So the uh, UFC hired her anyway. Uh, Duda wins round one by scoring a couple of takedowns and controlling Bia on the ground. But when Duda tried to take Bia down in round two she wound up on the bottom and Bia got her back and won with a rear naked choke. So it was a big win for Bia and now maybe she can get her own place in Houston. Uh, Duda uh, actually looked okay to me. She just, you know, that happens sometimes. She was unlucky. So we'll see both of them again. So uh, those two uh, UFC videos are up on my blog. Now, I also uh, posted uh, yesterday uh, the match video of Ayaka Hamasaki versus Jinyu Fry from uh, yesterday's Ryzen show. Uh, Ayaka is the current Ryzen Atomweight Champion. Uh, Of course, you should be familiar with her from her days in Deep Jewels and also uh, in Invicta. And of course, she is a trainee of the legendary Megumi Fuji. And Megumi was there, of course, she does commentary for Ryzen. Uh, Jin is the current Invicta Atomweight Champion. This is a rematch from 2016 when Ayaka won by Dr. Stoppage. Now, I was asked to look at this fight to score it the way fights are scored uh, here because in Japan, the entire fight is scored as one unit, okay? And they don't give point scores or anything like that. So, for starters, the first two rounds of this fight are as crappy as any Catlin Chukagian fight. So this kind of light sparring infuriates me because it's impossible to score and it's boring. Okay? So round one was so is so bad that I scored at nine nine. Neither of them did anything. Very disappointed in Ayaka who normally is very aggressive, especially with takedowns and moving things to the ground. But I don't know what the hell she was doing all right round two really wasn't much better so i scored that one nine nine two and then they, it was a slightly more active but not enough okay i'll get to that in a minute now finally ayaka does take jin down at the start of round three and she basically sits on her for five minutes okay I don't even know if she went for, I don't even remember if she went for a submission or anything like that. So I scored that round 10-9 for Ayaka. Now, based on the Japanese style of, style of scoring, Ayaka won the fight 3 to nothing because she won round three pretty handily. Okay. Now, a couple Now, so uh, for me, it would have been 28-27, uh, uh, I guess. Okay, so really, she won round three and the other two rounds were a wash. All right. Now, a couple of things that you're going to hear it on the video, a couple of things about Joe Ferraro and Frank Trigg's English commentary. All right. They rightfully pointed out that Jin would have to win decisively to get a win from Japanese judges. Now, I do agree with that. Now, knowing that, I don't know why her coroner told her to fight tentatively. Okay. the way that fight went off. When i'm watching the fight i'm going Jin already lost this fight because she's doing nothing okay we saw this her from her and in invicta too especially in the first uh, title sh- title match with mina grusander she did nothing she shouldn't have won that fight and and that was the problem with this is that she just didn't do anything and then now, the, thing, the problem I have with Ferraro and Trigg is they tried to claim that Jin won the first two rounds and she would have won the fight in America, but it's like I said, there was so little happening in the first two rounds, I scored them as ties. And I do, and I do that all the time. If you read the blog or uh, listen to the podcast, uh, I score tie rounds all the time and I really wish judges would do that too. Now, most people... Uh, Think you have to have a winner in each round, and it's just not true. If if a a judge wants to score around nine-nine, saying they were both ineffective, they can do that, and and they don't. But they don't do it. Right now, I also think refs should warn fighters about lack of action. Now they are supposed to do that, but most of them don't. There are a couple that do. John McCarthy would do that. Okay, so this is the kind of fight that gives women's MMA a bad name. It just, there's nothing happening in this fight. Very disappointed, especially in Ayaka, who I know is a lot better than she showed here. All right, now, uh, the other thing about this is that Road FC Atomweight champion Hamso He was in attendance, so I would assume that she will be the next challenger for Ayaka's uh, title. Uh, The question is, will it happen in Japan and Korea? Okay, and by the way, uh, Ham has already already beaten Jin because uh, uh, she knocked her out. Uh, I think it was last year or something like that. So, anyways, uh, that video is up on my blog as well. And finally, we have uh, I have the match video of Shayna Baszler defending the NXT Women's Championship from Saturday's NXT Takeover show. Uh, I unfortunately couldn't get a decent copy of the video uh, until today. Uh, this, uh, include, uh, the ones I saw yesterday, uh, on, um, uh, daily motion didn't, were not complete. Uh, one even didn't have the ending. The others did not have, uh, the, uh, entrances. Uh, this one has everything. Okay. And that includes a video package that, uh, the WWE ran before the match, which illustrates my big problem with this angle. Shayna talks about how all her challenges are gone from NXT except they aren't gone. All of them are on the main roster, okay? So all that talk does is remind me that Shayna should have been moved to the main roster last year. So it's just not logical, okay? So that's my number one problem with this angle, that unless there's a reason why Shayna hasn't been moved up to the main roster yet, and... I mean, I suppose it's possible she doesn't want to move up. She wants to stay at NXT. I mean, that's what Johnny Gargano was doing. He's staying at NXT. He doesn't want to go to the main roster. But most wrestlers who are NXT champs or whatever, they don't want to stay there. They The idea is to get to the main roster, okay? So it isn't logical unless they explain that Shayna is staying permanently. But once you get past the lack of logic... It's a great match. It's very similar, you know, in quality to you know the match that they had in Japan. First, Io has a new Titantron. Okay, now Shayna stomps on Yo's arm early in the match, which is a standard move that she does. And unlike many wrestlers, Io doesn't forget about that and sells the arm for the rest of the match. So I mean that tells you a lot about how good Yo is. All right. Now most of the match is competitive as I expected, and. Uh, you know, watch the match because it's really worth watching. Then Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir come out, but Candice LeRae comes out with a kendo stick and takes them out. So that distraction leads to the end where Io lands in uh, Shayna's choke and eventually she is forced to tap out. Now, after the match, Io beats Shayna with the kendo stick. Then Candice gives her a chair and Eo hits Shayna with a chair-assisted moonsault. So, to put the cherry on top of that Sunday, the crowd chants, you deserve it at Shayna. So that was pretty funny. I mean, that's obviously not something that was planned. So that made it really funny. Now, what they're trying to show here is that cute little Eo is as violent and ruthless as Shayna. You know? Maybe Kyrie isn't that ruthless, but EO is, right? And Shane even complained about that on Twitter. I think she said something like, you cheer her for the same things that I do. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. And by the way, Rey Mysterio Jr. tweeted a thumbs up to EO for her 619. Oh, EO was so happy. <laughs> So, obviously, this feud will continue, so I guess we'll have to wait and see what they come up with for the next TakeOver show in August. So, uh, this match is now up on my blog. It is definitely worth watching, so enjoy the video. Anyway, that's about it for today. Uh, uh, We'll see what happens this week, but for sure, be back on Friday with a preview for uh, Friday's uh, Invicta show and also Saturday's, uh, UFC show, which is going to feature, uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus, uh, uh, Jessica I. Okay. So we'll have preview. F- I'll have a preview for both of those, uh, both of those shows on, uh, Friday. And there may be other things that I have to post as well. Uh, I don't know yet. Okay. So once again, if you want to check out any of those videos, It's frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can leave a voicemail on on, uh, Anchor's voicemail system. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.